Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it to Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. So we the people, Tuesday, Jay Truett in the center, Andrew Henderson on the far right. Although I think most times he's on the far left compared to the two of us. Who knows? He is not where he should be. Jay Truett, if you had all of these world leaders that were within a, a, a easy car drive from your house, wouldn't you at least go with the camera and capture some of the hypocritical yeah, would, stance that they take, you know, like they're playing their jets and things? Yeah, you would have thought that yet sometime during the day yesterday on all the live coverage that we would have seen um, – uh, He's calling himself Joe Manchin this morning, but we have seen Andrew uh, out with uh, a sign saying, let's go, Brandon, in the crowd uh, somewhere, right? No, he uh, would have got it all well, wrong thinking that, wait a minute, this is this is the United Kingdom. We're going to go with, let's go, Andrew. Let's go, yeah, Andrew. Let's go, Andrew. Let's go, Andrew. Right? We're going to start a new one uh, somewhere. Um no, nah, it was, I tell you what, it's kind of embarrassing what has gone on over there, though, isn't it? I mean, seriously, um, between um, Biden's nap uh, and uh, and the fact that Trudeau, Trudeau is having to hold him up, you know, I mean, like, literally, like, kind of push it over on him so that he doesn't start doing that wobble thing, that old man wobble and nap, right? Um, but... I don't know. It, and yeah, uh, you, I know you guys talked about it earlier, but the whole Prince Charles thing, I mean, yeah. come on, seriously. <laughs> uh, these got these people have like uh they're they're meeting in a club that the rest of us just aren't invited to, I guess. I don't know, something like that. I've seen I've seen many deflections from the real issue in my time on live radio, but Jay, that really that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, here's the here's the sad part. I'm watching in awe as you try to be like CNN, and you're actually quite oh, good at it. I'm talking about like anything CNN. except the real headline. <laughs> so the yeah, well, you so see, the real headline. Why don't you say uh, what, what? What? What were you telling me last week about? Nancy Pelosi and just you watch. They'll she's going to get. You think they won't get it? She's going to get it. She's she's still going to get it done. No, she's How? not. Yeah, we're not. Listen, it, for <laughs> all of you, for all of you who think that this whole uh, uh, spending and uh, new tax plan is done, uh, just hide and watch. It's not. They're oh, not. Can done. I just say? Can I just say? Um, I've got to ask you, I will say this. I don't think you're wrong about whether they'll get it done. I think what's interesting is, and correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I don't, I've got this wrong, but they're going to have to do it themselves. Is that true? Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. And I think that's the, the, the key, because um, if they lose in Virginia today, which I, I think will be seismic if it does happen, um, I, I really do think it's the beginning of a very short end for the Biden administration, because if ever people were waking up, they're waking now. 9,000 yeah. people lost their jobs yesterday in New York. Uh, although they were sent New home. York alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then you look at 17 
fire stations aren't able to function. What happens when the first multi-storey building gets on fire? The whole, the whole of society, it's, that's all it's going to need to light it, to ignite the whole thing. It's just one. Because the minute people realize they haven't got a fire, uh, protection or, uh, emergency services protection, this becomes an issue that, well, frankly, it, it collapses. Very quickly, and you know, you you have to uh, be So very quickly, Jay, before you respond to that, because uh-huh. uh, I'm not going to name them, but you both know who the congressman. I was with two congressmen two weeks ago, uh-huh. this past week, right. yeah. ten ten days ago. Both of them echoed what Andrew just said. If we can buy our time to get past the Tuesday election for the Virginia governor, and it turns out right, we we killed it. That's what the, yeah, that was their general. Yeah, that was, they, no, it's not definite, but that was cheat. their that was their strategy and thought process. All right, Jay. Yeah. No. So the and that's um, obviously I can understand why they why they see that and what it does do um, for the Republicans in the House is it uh, if uh, if McAuliffe loses tonight, the Democrats lose tonight in Virginia. Um, or overnight, or however long it takes to determine it. If that, if the, if the GOP at eleven thirty-five with a complete yeah. collapse of the computer system, yeah, if, whenever the computer is <laughs> shut down, uh, and then Jay, four hours Jay, later, McAuliffe has declared the winner. Jay, Jay, I'm not one for just bringing you um, down a little peg, but can I just remind yeah. you that the the whole conversation was actually about remember this. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? The whole conversation was actually about getting it done before he went to Scotland. They didn't get it done, did they? Yeah, no, they did not. That is true. You're correct. What I'm I'm saying to you is this, that he's there. While the cat's away, the mice will play. He's there. You've got Machen saying he's still not going to sign it. Now, Machen saying that, may well, may well, you may be right. He may change his mind today. But Joe Biden is actually not in America. And... The reason I say this, I think this is very, very significant, is that if, and I, th- I personally am confident that there's too much stories going about about the, uh, the, the school boards and the vaccines for children and all these things, I think my, my gut is telling me that apart from stealing the election, which is possible, they are going to win. <clears throat> the GOP is going to win this. And if they do, the message, to any Democrat politician across America is suicidal, isn't it? It's we've got we've lost a twelve point lead in less than nine well, ten months. So yeah. let me take you let me take you back in time a little bit because yeah. we are we are repeating a process that we've been through before and people watched it. It was seismic when it occurred uh, the last time. And it'll be important this time. I don't know that it turns out to be seismic, but that what they're attempting to do is seismic, right? I mean, I think we yep. can all agree that what they want to do from a social engineering standpoint is, uh, is kind of second to none. <clears throat> in, in so many ways, in so many ways, um, this is being patterned and pursued in the same way that the Obamacare uh, Affordable Care Act that passed before. Um, and the, the way that you do that is that you, 
you go through all these failed attempts early on. And what Joe Biden sent to the Hill is not going to be what gets what gets passed in law. They're basically working really hard to prove that Biden's plan can't be the final package. Instead, they have their own package. And we've seen that a couple of times. It came out of Ways and Means. Uh, the Finance Committee has talked about what their priorities are going to be. And, and so we're going to, we're going to move, we're going to move the legislation still. Uh, I did think that Nancy Pelosi would pass the House version last week and then let it set out there and, and just kind of rot, um, uh, for a long period of time so that she could tell every, and if she could get just a handful of Republicans to go along with her in the House, some of these moderates, well, then she could call it a bipartisan package. Um, she still, she still has the ability to do that, but those guys that, uh, um, that cross the crossover, they're not going to be in Congress in the future. And so the message has been sent, right? I mean, it really has. And so can I, you should, can I just, no, sorry. Can I, can I just ask a question? Cause I didn't, uh, I didn't realize. Uh, hold on, you, Andrew, just two seconds. Yeah, okay. You, you, you'll see, you'll see it pass. In, in a, in a version just like we did Obamacare right at the end of the year. They can do it only with Democrat votes. They don't really need any support from anybody else. Um, but it won't probably won't have anything to do with infrastructure. It'll just be a spending plan and it'll just be a tax plan. And if we have to, we'll do reconciliation to, to try to figure out how to do the budget gimmicks to get around it. And it may actually all be built inside of reconciliation package. And so just just bide your time. If you think if any Republican that thinks that they won a victory this week, you're celebrating way too early, way too early. I, I'm not. I, that wasn't my point. And I, yeah. and I appreciate what you said. And I yeah. and I also kind of like what you've said as well, because um, it's on them from what you've described. Yeah. But what you're actually yeah. saying is they can they can do something that's completely different to what the leader himself wanted to do. That's what you're intimating. Is that, can I, right. no, can I clarify? That? No, do you no, think, you can't. You can clarify on the other side of the break. Certified Piedmontese is in your way. If you want a true infrastructure plan that will increase your revenue for the quality of beef that you produce, then get a hold of Marlon Will. He has the plan. It's called Certified Piedmontese. Get details from LoneCreekCalico.com. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more. After this, Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Loose alguside Andrew Henderson. <laughs> like that mule just can't wait. Can't wait to push and pull and go. Andrew checking in from not Glasgow. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> um, well, as I said, as you, what I'm saying is, so they could change the infrastructure bill against some of the things that the president has put in it or his group of uh, individuals in the White House have put in it. I want to ask you a question because do you think they'll take out all this um what I would describe a social control element from these bills. No, I think there'll be more. I think the final, I think the final version will have almost no infrastructure in it whatsoever. The only thing that they may include in the infrastructure because it helps some of their closest allies 
is maybe some additional broadband support out in the countryside. Um, but, um, because they, I mean, they need social media to permeate America even deeper than it already does. So I, well, thank you for adding that because I I am so sick and tired. And this expands beyond the uh, Biden days. This expands beyond Trump. This goes back to, uh, Bush. The, the sustainability of rural America does not depend upon 5G in my community. That is not what it's about. And yet you would think the USDA, all they care about is expanding broadband to rural America. Well, that's just so you can infiltrate us even quicker. Well, it it certainly is so they can communicate with us. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm listening to to both of you, and you you remind me of a Shakespeare play. It's a comedy, so don't worry. But no, it's, this is no Shakespeare play because Shakespeare had a good-looking female in every single act. We don't qualify. We are not yeah. Shakespeare. Well, yeah. You're just two two of the characters in one of the famous <laughs> Shakespeare's plays, and the areas you are the areas you're concentrating actually depict the title perfectly. And the title of the play was Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah. Because what I'm about to say to you is, Jay, you told me. Listen, don't you get too excited about the fact that they'll not get that bill through. And I'm not, I'm doing that in a, in a Yorkshire accent, yeah. right? Uh-huh. And portray to you how you came across. Because don't you get too excited. They're going to get exactly what they want. Uh, well, well, Could, can you give it to us in a Hampshire accent so we can compare? No, right. I, can't, I can't do London. Not really. Can't do London. But what I can say is this. It's like a great big mousetrap with a great big piece yeah. of cheese in the middle of it. And these Democrats are actually queuing up to bite the cheese. Yeah. Tell you both. Forget your worries about your climate change and all. Because in the minute they start putting all these controls over people, when <laughs> they're defunding the police in Minneapolis, they're defunding the health service, the fire service, the social service, the the carers are defunding everything in the country to give complete meltdown of social support. The Democrat Party. Yeah. It's going to show them for what they really are. Just well, egotistical individu- individuals who have no care for the people whatsoever. They are actually writing their own resignations to the whole of the United States of America's people. And already they're there. They've got, they're about as popular as a nice cream at an Eskimo's birthday party. And that is where we're going to see things change very quickly because they ain't going to get away with any of this now. Social control. Who's going to control it? Do you have any people to control it? Can I just clarify? Can I just clarify? I have never been too cold to enjoy ice cream. I think, you know, I agree with that, right? Yeah. yeah. I, the other day, it was pretty cold here, and I had a right. Sunday, and I have to be honest, it made me feel better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, so I, I agree. Was, I bet it was with some apple pie in the, for breakfast, was it? Was it was. I did do the apple pie for breakfast here a couple of weeks ago, right? And I may do that again. I got to con my uh, my wife into making another uh, another one of those. You're both at it again. I, I made a very poor analogy. I'm sorry. Oh, no, wait. But what if that's no. all you can come back with, it's more much ado about nothing, isn't it? You can't yeah, talk no. about the political so wait, here. Wait, wait. Let's let's go back and actually it, very precisely 
let me comment back to your point. It isn't much ado about nothing because you've been led to believe that this is about one thing. It's about something else. And the reason that I mentioned Obamacare uh, is because it's it's one of the it's the classic example of that happening in Washington, D.C., If you go back and actually read what President Obama sent to Capitol Hill and asked them to pass, and they voted on it, and they discussed it, and it went to all the committee meetings, and it went through exactly the same process, and then you read what they actually passed, there's almost nothing in common with those documents. And Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi at the time, uh, Dirty Harry and Nancy, wrote Uh, a health care plan that was what they actually wanted. And that's what actually passed. And the key component that they wanted to pass was to get more people on Medicaid and subsidize them towards that angle. And they succeeded. So for them, it was a phenomenal success. Obama's ego was so big that even though he didn't, that the, the Democrats in Congress, though, knew that it was going to be wildly unpopular, so they allowed it to become Obamacare and be called Obamacare. They even pushed that narrative out themselves. And, and the truth is, it really wasn't. It wasn't Obama's bill. And that's the same so exact thing that's happening now. So you think in this bit of history, and you, that's, bit, that's just because you gave me a history lesson. You were telling me you were going to give me one. So you're saying that that history lesson means that they're going to actually implement more um, control over the society by telling them when and what they can do with their lives with regards to vaccines, with regards to enjoying themselves by flying. Climate, climate susceptibility. At a higher level than the original one. I would, I would say that. No, I'm just, I'm asking you the question because well, I think the public. No, no, I'm just, I'm just saying it. It's the step. The whole vaccine passport was just a test run to see what happens when we assess people's climate uh, adaptability, climate, whatever the word I'm looking for here is, that you are climate positive, and and this whole infrastructure bill is taking place at the same time as they are trying to figure out in Glasgow how they're going to move the entire world into people will either be <laughs> blessed that you're a Control. part of a climate change initiative or you're a part or not part of it. And then you're going to go to a concentration camp. That's what this is leading to. Yeah. I, I, I'm totally with you, Trent. That's what they think they're going to do. Right. I, I'm totally me, with that. Me, I just don't think they're going to do it. So let, let me be a little more clear about what I think uh, Congress is actually going to pass. I think what, the Democrats in Congress will end up passing is a is a pretty big spending package that may have some climate stuff in it. Probably not a lot, uh, not anywhere near as much as people would like. Um, mostly mandates uh, for reaching some sort of goal down the road. But they will include the social spending. They're going to go all out for family paid leave and and uh, daycare and pre K education and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's really what they're looking for because that's the way that they believe long-term they secure voters. They know they're going to get their clocks cleaned in the 2022 election. You can't talk to a Democrat on Capitol Hill that doesn't believe that they will lose control of the House in the next election. I've, I've yet to talk to a Democrat staffer that doesn't believe 
that they will be in the minority in 2023. Well, you're not exactly Einstein coming out with that anyway, are you? No, but my point is, is that everyone acts like there's going to be some kind of a, a seismic shift. They already expect it to happen. And that puts even more impetus on them to get this done before the end of this calendar year. They're not going to do it during the year next year. We don't do tax increases during election years. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Even Democrats are not going to be that ridiculous. Um, but uh, it, it's going to, we're going to see them make a real push and it, they're going to pull out all the stops to get done what they can get done. And it will end up costing us a lot more than what we think it's going to cost. Are we going to keep the doubling of the IRS agents? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I would guess yes. That that yeah, that should be the number crazy. one reason that people take to the streets and say no. We will not permit doubling IRS agents to one hundred and fifty thousand, and that we are going to let you go in and monitor every single two cent transaction. I had to get a piece of bubble gum at a yeah. gas station. Yeah, I got to take a break. All right. I want to remind you that if you are interested in healthy living, it all comes back to the blood flow. You know, the nitrate level in your mother's breast milk was the highest it was in your lifetime. Why is that? Because nitrates are actually vital for brain development and immune system development. And I learned all of that from Dr. Nathan Bryan, who has put together a nitric oxide supplement that I take every single day and have for 18 years. I think it's key to building the immune system and proper health. And now Dr. Bryan has put together a platform for you to go buy it at 10% off, no2u.com, no2u.com. And then you put Trent in the coupon code. You get 10% off, plus you pay no shipping. That's how it works. No2u.com. Trent is your coupon. We're back with more the second half of Rural Route after this. Welcome back. Rural Route, Trent Loose. Segment two, pretty much just here pushing the buttons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's code for the, the other two just hog the show. Yeah, anyway, why don't why don't we let's do this, Andrew? Let's just drill Trent with questions. I'm like ready. Nonstop. Lay it on me. Um, where'd you get that bandana? Where'd that come from? Oh, Jillian Earhart in yeah, Montana. Right, next. Yeah, God save the cowboy. It's it actually it says, it says save the cowboy. I added the God part. Yeah, yeah, and good. I'm going to be in Montana. Thanks for that little promo. Next week, going to be in Billings with the Rocky Mountain region of the fairs and expos uh, meeting. I'll be presenting. Looking forward to that. Montana continues to be on the forefront of the the land grab situation. The New York Post did a hatchet job last week. I don't no, don't hold me against that. New York Post or New York Times did a hatchet job on national heritage areas. And the designation of that, which Cascade County and Great Falls is right in the middle of what's taking place. So it's a good time for me to be back in Montana, and that'll be next week. This week on Saturday, thanks for asking me where I'm going to be in the next week, guys. Uh Allowed me to give you this opportunity. Uh, Yankton, South Dakota, the fourth annual Families Feeding Families. I'm proud to be back with uh, Zane Williams and Jim Petrick. Going to be a fantastic time in Yankton at the Archery Center this week on Saturday. So that's what my Yankton schedule looks like fun. in the next couple of days, next week. Billings is a Billings is a great town. It, uh, yeah. it really is. You gotta love you gotta love Billings, Montana. Does it have a fish market? Does it have a fish yeah, market? Yeah, no, 
I don't think so. You know what it does have, though? It has access to some of the best trout fishing just right down the, not very far from there. There the truly is some of the best fly fishing that you can, uh, that you can pick mm. anywhere in the world. Yeah, that sounds like two my or three place. streams. That, that you, like you know what like. makes, you know what makes Billings such a cool town? And I'm not a town guy, but Billings is a cool town, just like Jay said, is because they don't hide the fact that they are a manufacturing mecca. Montana, yeah. it's a manufacturing mecca. Yeah. They produce a lot of stuff. It's not like Bozeman that pretends to be this, this little quaint little village that you walk your dogs. Bozeman right. used to be a great cow town. Now it sucks. Right. Billings, yeah. on the other hand, Billings is a town that it's a combination of all of the things that make a town great: manufacturing and business. And you know, you got your quaint little shops. You got the Rex downtown, great mm-hmm. steak place. Right. Yeah. So yeah, next week Billings. <laughs> so it's a blue. Are you saying, therefore, I mean, this is a great conversation now because you're actually saying that really is the blueprint for a better future for all of us, isn't it? Absolutely. Buy local, yeah. manufacture local, primary, secondary and tertiary industries working together um, and people uh, enjoying the fruits of all the business that's created and wealth that's created within that region. And, um, you know, that's uh, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if the... Uh, uh, you know, the snake oil salesmen were having a conference in Glasgow about that. You know, that's wouldn't it? A, no, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, no, it'd be great if the snake oil salesman just stayed home. Yeah. I, okay. It, what, I, I do think, though, that that brings up this great point that we have, we kind of have like this, this, uh, there's a nonstop creation of these false identities. And, uh, for for communities and what really makes them important makes them vital and and one of the one of the classic examples I think is Chicago Illinois for about a mm-hmm. hundred and and fifty years in the United States <clears throat> Chicago Illinois was the centerpiece of our industrial growth it literally was like the linchpin that held it all together and then all of a sudden, they just stopped talking about what they were really about. And if you look, the city actually forgot what it was all about. The locks and dams oh, in that yeah. part of the world are horrible. Um, they don't have the same kind of uh, transportation infrastructure that they once had. Um, and companies start kind of moving out. And then all of a sudden you just see that thing turn into this weird metropolitan kind of cosmopolitan thing a little bit like New York city did as well. And almost the entire, well, at least this, uh, at least a big third of California did the same thing. They all forgot what were the big drivers that really made them important to the rest of the world. Now, all those areas that I just described are shrinking in population and look at the people who embrace what they're about. That's where you're seeing growth occur. That's why people in the UK are moving. Nineteen ten, moving out of the city. Twenty-two percent, a 22 percent of the the residents of Chicago worked in a meatpacking plant. Yeah, twenty-two percent. Yeah. Wow. Can I can I say, having been to Chicago many times, I love Chicago for for the rest of bad reasons not to like Chicago. But my, my takeaway from Chicago is I've been, as I, every time I've gone, it's got worse. I, I agree with you, Jay. And I can't help thinking when I've been up, up on the Sears Tower or the Hancock Tower and I've looked out and 
there, you know, when I say you can use your eyes, there you can see why this was one of the hubs for the whole of the United mm-hmm. States. You can almost see yeah. a road pointing in all directions, can't you? From this, right. you know, yeah. this massive uh, uh, um, city on the on the edge of this Great Lake, and how it could spread its wings throughout the whole of America. Same thing with London. Right. If you actually look at London and you look at the yeah. United Kingdom, look at Paris. It's not no coincidence. These places are there, and they grew industrial because of their potential right. to reach out to everybody. And you're absolutely right. If you take the heart out of it, then it stops beating. And yep. you look at the deaths in Chicago now, the shootings, etc. Same thing in New, you know the, the complete lawlessness in New York at the moment. With and this, I want to I want to just throw this one at you both. So I heard something yesterday that really made me think, and I think it sums up what we're all seeing today. And this is why I do think we're at the we're at the point of change. Is somebody said yesterday these that a government you trust is a government you know everything about, and that's a proper people's government. A dictatorship is a government you know nothing about. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know what their plans were. And it's very obvious that they got elected on false pretenses. And I, I, I look at this at the moment. So the difference between a dictatorship and a democracy is how much do people really know about their government. And I think that's, when you look at, you know, what's happening in New York. I'm not going to take issue with your statement, but I'm wondering through the course of mankind when the perfect government existed. Well, I'm not saying it ever did, but I'm saying that there are times when uh, you knew that, Mm -hmm. you know, when, I I don't know how long ago it was, because I've not, you know, I've not lived through your elections, but when, we have what we call, uh, they have to do a manifesto for you to vote on them. And then what happens is that manifesto is a bit like these spending plans. In the UK, they have to tell you what they're going to do before you vote for them. And then you measure them on what they said they were going to do in their manifesto. And, and, and I want to use this as an analogy. When Margaret Thatcher came to power um, in the 1980s and 90s, Margaret Thatcher literally stuck to her manifesto like it was a Bible. And, and I, I also want to draw the analogy to what Donald Trump did. And I, and I think this is very interesting. Yeah. We were all told that he was a complete idiot and he was always getting things wrong and there was huge uh, levels of anti-Trumpism in America. But you know what? We never saw anybody actually showing that hatred and distrust from him on the TV. We saw the TV presenters doing it, but we never saw groups of people doing it. And that's what made me realise that this wasn't really the truth. Similarly, with Margaret Thatcher, the media hated her. But everybody you speak to now in the UK, and I don't know what it's going to be like with Trump, but every, always say the best prime minister we ever had, apart from Churchill during the war, was Margaret Thatcher. And yet, at the time, the media were telling us she was the worst prime minister we ever had, but she stuck to her manifesto. And I would say that even though there were some things in that manifesto people didn't agree with, she said what she was going to do. She voted in on that and then she did it. So, Jay, I I, I can't recall because I graduated high school in 1984. How did the media treat Reagan for how we revere Reagan's eight years now? How was he treated at the time? Horribly. (laughs) 
Very good. Horribly. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Horribly. Terribly. I think. I think here's here's the interesting dynamic that that has occurred though. Uh, at that period of time, yeah. we only had we only had three news sources. Right. Oh. Um, oh, absolutely three, true. Right. You only had three TVs. Networks, right. and you only had about really three big newspapers that were the official papers of record. And and while the internet existed technically, you know, in 1983, nobody was on it. And and no. so you just it, you had to read it about it in a newspaper, you know, or mm-hmm. you had to watch it on the nightly news. Um, but no, they they called Reagan a buffoon. They made fun of him for being old and forgetful they said he had and sleepy. And, right from the start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right from the beginning almost, and so yeah, yeah, they were they were horrible to him. I I lived I lived in the United Kingdom um, for a period of time during the Margaret Thatcher era, right? And they were brutal. The media in, in Britain were brutal to Margaret Thatcher as well, though. I mean, she was it was the same. They treated them the same, and the British media was mm-hmm. brutal about Reagan. They hated him too. Yeah, and nice. so. I, 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 every once in a while, I think, you know, what would happen, what would have Ronald Reagan's reelection bid been like? Because he basically ran against the Joe Biden type, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he yeah. ran against somebody very much like Joe Biden um, for reelection. What would that have been like had we have had Twitter? There was, and, and there was blah, Mondale, blah, blah, right? Blah, blah, blah. Walter Mondale? Yeah. 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 Who is the biggest nothing but in the it world? Doesn't, it doesn't. But do you, do you see where I'm coming from, guys? Because um, mm-hmm. history has now redefined this, and Reagan yeah. is is uh, he is revered, he is idolized by most most Americans and most people here in the UK. When you look back at what he did, and and I, I believe that's what's going to happen. But the only thing that destroyed Trump was COVID nineteen, and um, at the end of the day. And it's that's now going to be proven to be a complete false flag, in my opinion. Not that it's not a real pandemic, but that it was actually a, a, a bioweapon. I believe that's going to be a created very weapon. Soon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we know that there's there's rumors now that the redacted emails prove that Fauci actually knew what uh, experiments were, were going on at the Wuhan lab. And what I'm trying to say to you is that this is why I say when you say, you know, to me, uh, 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 Jay, that oh well, they'll still get these spending things through. I, I, I don't doubt that. What I I think is happening is though we're seeing a crescendo of dripped information now that is is having a direct impact on public opinion in America and the rest of the world actually. And, and then, I example, have to have a crescendo myself. Protect the harvest, getting the information to the people to stand up and defend your own rights. That's about the network that we're a part of, protecttheharvest.com. We're back with the last segment of Roll Route and the crescendo of information from Andrew after this. Welcome back, Roll Route, Trent Luce, and Andrew's crescendo we're, of information. We're reaching a, we're reaching a crescendo. And um, yesterday in the UK press, I've mentioned it on, uh, on Across the Pond, um, the CEO of Barclays, Resigned because of of the revelations that are about to hit. Reference the uh, Ma- um, and Maxwell stroke Epstein Island case. Now, that's to that he's not done what Sussman did in the, in terms of the uh, um, uh, looking at the at the Durham report. He hasn't said I'm, I'm going to go and fight my own cause. He's actually admitting he's going to be completely 
hung, drawn and quartered by this report. And that's interesting because people are then saying to me, well, what's this about Epstein? What's, what is it about Epstein? So I said to, to, to Trent, I've sort of known the story, but I watched the Netflix uh, documentary, The Four Stage. I'm absolutely... And that's supposed... That what they try to do is blame Trump, but there's no way they can blame Trump. He has nothing to do with it. But what's really interesting is when you look at that and look at how that's about to reach its precipice, look at how the... <laughs> and. The Durham report, he's now told Sussman that 25, 25 people are, are, have got sealed indictments coming to them on top of him. And they've given him 81,000 <clears> documents <throat> to show that he lied more than 20 times. And on top of that, they've told him that the witness that's going to prove that he lied was actually the head of the CIA at the time. And he's in a safe house. Wow. I'm, I'm just going to repeat myself. I want accountability to all of these criminals that seem to av avoid justice. I uh, well, I uh, think you should watch that. I think you should watch that, watch that death documentary because I it's not often <coughs> I, I'm like gobsmacked, is it? I was gobsmacked about the whole Epstein thing. I didn't realize just how corrupt this guy was, both sexually and um, financial and, and for very rich men and very listen, young, young girls. And, you know, listen for 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 lots of years. One of my primary goals in life was to train people how to lobby and to influence public policy. Still is, but yeah. I do it just in a different way today. Yeah. And the 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 first rule to this whole process, and this is going to reinforce what I think what both of you were just saying. The the, the the first rule in the process that you need to understand is the the entity that stops loses. So if you, if something is worth right. you um, approaching the government or deciding that you're going to actually be engaged in the process, the first thing that you have to accept or the expectation that you have to create for yourself, and this, and that that part becomes important, I think, in another point, but. The, the expectation that you have to keep for yourself is that, so in Trent's case, he's a, he's a property rights zealot. But I, mm -hmm. I guarantee you that, I, I, I guarantee you that if the people that agree with Trent stop, they lose. Because the, because the people on the other side have committed that they will not stop. They're not going to stop. There's not going to be an end to this game. And what happened to us, I think, during certain, we have these lulls, you know, that kind of come and go. Um, but we create this expectation. You mentioned it earlier that good government is one that you know everything about. But if you never ask any questions, you don't be, you don't become any smarter. Your expectation is just as that they're going to do the right thing. Well, now we've kind of, we're in a dangerous place here from the perspective that our expectation has become that they're only going to do the wrong thing. And so we just dismiss them all. But it, it, it can't be that simple. You, people have to be smart enough and and in tuned enough. And you can be. It just takes a lot. Of, it takes some energy to do it. You have to divine between the difference between a Devin Nunes, who you want to keep. I don't want Devin Nunes to be thrown out by term limits. I want him to be there for 50 years or until he stops being the guy that he is today. Right. I want Jim Jordan to stay until he's no longer the guy that he that he is today. Uh, Marsha Blackburn in the Senate. Same thing. 
And, and so you, you, but you have to create that expectation that you're going to hold people to. And back to your Trump comment uh, earlier, that is, that's the whole reason people like me, even people, I'm a former swamp dweller. I mean, for goodness sakes, but I got exhausted of the process because people never did what they said. Donald Trump, like him or not, mean tweets or not, all the things that go with it, exactly what he said. Trent, isn't there a solution to what you just said there, there, uh, Jay? Because I'm, I, I'm, I don't. If you want to keep voting for Jim Jordan, right, and as long as you have a process that says, or or, or Devin Nunes or whoever it is that you support their political views and and the things they've done while they're in office, surely the way around that is to is to make it so they're always accountable, so that they have to. Re- you yeah. don't give them term limits. What you do is you give them four year election cycles where you're allowed to primary them every four years. If that, if somebody feels that they're not representing the party or the people of the, they were, that they're allowed to be primaried every four years as well, so that you do get that debate. But if these guys always deliver, then they will keep getting re- re-elected in that, on that basis. Where it's been wrong is you've got, am I right in saying you, they go unchallenged in the Senate once they've got a Senate seat because they get very powerful within the party and they can literally, is it every six years they have to be elected in the Senate? You know, they can go on for 48 years unchallenged. Well, I think you need to create um, more competition and more frequent elections. But I'm not saying that people can't have a long political career because if you have a really, um, well, look at Churchill, um, look at Margaret Thatcher. Uh, I sometimes think if you had a really good president, why wouldn't you have a really good president as long as they were properly elected for, for, for more than two terms? You know, I, that's me. I, I might be wrong, but it makes sense if somebody's doing a great job and the people of the country are getting a lot more prosperity because of those um, policies. Then that's yeah. as long as you, it's all transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I just I disagree with the uh, two term president more than that, because. Just look at the course of history. When you go a day beyond, I think the founding fathers were ingenious in eight years. Eight years seems like the right amount of time to make progress and set up for the future. You go beyond eight years, you become that control, power-hungry individual because there's just too many swamp dwellers working on you every day. It's just against human nature to expect somebody to stay true to their course longer than eight years as a president. Okay, well, and I wasn't really, I was just saying that, but mm-hmm. couldn't you still have that person somewhere else within the administration helping the new president or whatever? Couldn't that happen? Or can that happen? That's what I'm asking you. That still can happen. But what, okay. what I see happening is as, as a president gets done, uh, I'm excluding Obama. They just they just want to get away and kind of get their own life back. Right. Which is understandable, isn't it? Absolutely understandable. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the news that's developing today, and uh, you know we are seeing serious problems with supply again in our in our supermarkets. I, mm-hmm. I I personally think that the whole fabric of society is in grave jeopardy at the moment, and I don't think it's going to. I think it's going to get a lot worse in very close proximity to, to today. I, I think we're talking uh, next I, six uh, weeks. Uh, see, I think. Plenty of people are talking about that illegal immigration across the border. 
I don't think enough people are getting the facts about what's going on with this supply chain disruption. I think it's all happening from China and and they're they're forcing the hand. Mm-hmm. I would and, agree with you. And I think well, I need to go to I think I need to go to Seattle and try to get to the bottom of it, Jay. <laughs> I you know, you could, right? It's, I could get I, to the bottom of something. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, probably the bay. Uh, when it's all said and done, we'll just see your hat floating near the end of the pier somewhere and bubbles coming up underneath it. There's some driftwood. <laughs> oh, and Trent's hat. Oh, oh yeah. There's hat, Trent's hat on a salmon uh, headed up the river. <laughs> no, I uh, – listen, there- I – I think we've only seen the beginning of this, too, by the way, guys. Uh, I mean, once you play your cards in public, then people have to decide whether they go back home, right? Are they going to double down and really get mean and nasty about this? Or are they going to just come home and go like, yeah, I said that over there, but that's not what I really meant kind of thing. Um, I think Biden will come home and we may not hear about it uh, hardly at all. But I think a bunch of other world leaders really meant what they said over the last uh, uh, last several days. And that should scare us about the world we live in. Right. Well, I, 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 uh, it's funny because I think Biden's been the cheerleader of all this uh, global maybe. climate change, Green New Deal thing. So, mm, I don't um, think Biden's a cheerleader of anything. No, no, I'm not saying he's good sleeping. at it. I'm just saying that, yeah. No, somebody behind him. I yeah. I predict this will be the uh, <clears throat> the biggest Christmas for people wanting to get with their family because everything else is going to come in check. That's a good idea. Yeah. I, I, and I think we should, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a great it's yeah, a great I'm idea. Gonna, now, can I All just, right, we have one minute, minute Andrew. Where are we going to go? One well, I, I want to just ask this question. Has I, I see a huge amount of talk on them uh, on social media last night. I haven't seen it myself about the uh, the first part of the trilogy that Tucker Carlson's put together about January six. Is uh, have any have the, either of you seen that or heard about what's uh, no. because he's he's done a fantastic a program explaining that it was an inside job. Um, all, he, anybody, all, all, all he actually did was take the information that you had already presented on across the pond earlier in the week and made it sound like it was his discovery. Well, you're talking yeah. about the fact that this head of the uh, Oath Keepers yeah. is a Fed. Right, and uh, that it was all <laughs> staged and organized. <laughs> there, there's nothing new in that. People know that. But I did talk to a guy who's like this independent journalist in Washington, D.C. yesterday who – by the way, did you know that next week is the 100th anniversary of the Tomb of the Unknown? So he oh. is going to be there for me and uh, capture some video and maybe do a live broadcast from there. But I told him, I said, you need to go down to that jail. And, and he said the, the people who are still incarcerated are in solitary confinement <clears throat> and their attorney cannot even see them one-on-one. What continues to happen to these individuals that were, that were scapegoats? in this entire endeavor is just wrong. It's just absolutely immoral and wrong. And anybody who's contributing to holding them in this environment should be held accountable. Wow. That'll do it. 
We have successfully I, journeyed I, down I the road. Because You're too late. All roads do lead to a roll route. Just one more quick reminder. Get details about the certified Piedmontese system on the website by contacting Marlon Will. LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Certified Piedmontese paying bills with the tender beef.